welcome to today's episode of A Journey to Loving Yourself, a podcast that guides you on a journey of rediscovering who you truly are so you can love yourself and the world around you unconditionally. Hey, I'm Fran and I'm on an amazing journey of self-love. A big part of this journey has been realising that love was always there. It's just a case of removing any blocks that were preventing me from loving myself. This journey has inspired me to help people rediscover that love within themselves because self-love really is the key to a happy life. And my name is Andrew. After undergoing a significant spiritual awakening, I found what I have always been looking for, the unconditional peace, love and joy of remembering the truth of who I am and the truth of existence. This is the only truth there is, that there is only oneness, awareness or love. I'm now dedicating my life to helping as many people as possible to remember this truth so that you too can experience this incredible discovery. We are so excited to be on this journey with you, offering you advice, tools and exercises to find love once again within yourself. If you enjoy this podcast, we would be super grateful if you could like, rate and review it. You can find us on Instagram at at surrendercommunity and at fearlessly.me.now. We also have a mailing list if you would like to receive exclusive discounts and be kept up to date with events and courses. Just find the link in the episode description. We hope you enjoy the episode. beautiful and welcome to this week's episode how is everyone doing this week how are you Andrew mm. <laughs> I know you hate small talk but I'm just gonna do it every week well, I'm good <laughs> still good you you gotta give me something to work with over here <laughs> yes I am very well thank you So this week we are talking about how identification with the ego stops you from realising the love that you are. A very important topic we felt. I'd like to hand over to you to start this week. Oh, how kind. Thank you. So firstly, I think it's best to explain what the ego actually is. The ego is the image we want others to see when they look at us or think about us. It's our mind-body character. It's what makes us seem separate from others. It's what we believe distinguishes us from others. It is a set of programmed beliefs within our subconscious minds. The main belief is that we are our mind-body character. All the labels and experiences we identify with, like our name, job title, relationship status, nationality, whether we're a parent or not, they all make up our ego. And the ego is completely based on fear. Because we have forgotten who we really are, which is love, we have created this illusory idea that we are this individual mind-body character and we try to make this image as appealing as possible in order to try to get love from what we believe are other people. So we try to make our appearance look as good as possible to others We try to seem as beautiful, interesting, smart, popular, wealthy, funny, etc. as possible because we believe this will attract more love from outside of us. If we don't pretend to be this individual persona, then we fear never feeling love again. 
So the creation of our ego and our identification with it is based on the fear of never feeling love. But it is the very identification with your ego, your image, that stops you from realizing the love that you already are. You are trying to seek love for your ego, but you will never find this because your ego is an illusion. And even if your ego does receive some kind of love, that love will not reach the inner core of your being, as that love is for an illusion, not for the real you. And you know this deep down. No matter how much people love your image, you still don't feel much love within yourself. And you can see that with, you know, famous people, right? When, when you know, they're receiving a lot of love, yet they somehow seem depressed. That's because it's not love for them. Particularly actors, you think of actors, people love their characters on the film. And the actors know that. So when they're receiving a lot of love, they know it's not for them. It's for the characters that they play, right? And it's exactly the same thing. So how long are we going to keep playing these silly games? Once you discover who you really are beyond your mind-body character, and even beyond your soul, you will realize that you are love, and love never actually left. It's just you got distracted from this ever-present love by the illusions and drama of this 3D reality. Who you are has always been there, in the background, a subtle presence observing, waiting until you turn inward to remember and come home to who you are. Once you are done seeking for love outside of yourself, it's then time to look for it within yourself. Your ego is based on what you believe you are in relation to the world outside of you. For instance, if you identify as a male, this is based on there being females to compare to. If you identify as a mother, then this requires you to have a child. If you identify as an accountant, then this requires there to be someone or some company that you do accounting for. But if you were alone in the world, how would you know that you are a male, a mother, an accountant? Whose mother would you be? A male in comparison to what? Whose accountant would you be? When you go within by shutting out the outside world, these labels start dropping off you, one by one, until you find out the real you, which is labelless. The real you doesn't require anyone else in order to exist. Then, once you've remembered the love that you are, the love that is all things and all people, you will know that the voice in your head, your body, your character, your labels, are all illusions. This doesn't mean that your ego suddenly dies. No, you need your ego in order to play in this 3D reality. You need your ego in order to interact with others and get stuff done. However, you will know that your ego is an illusion. This is the main difference. You will know that you are the actor and not the character you're playing. Your identification with your ego will be broken. Then your ego becomes a channel, a vessel, for love to manifest itself through your unique lens. Truth and love will be expressed through your unique perspective. The ego will no longer be in control of your thoughts, emotions, actions and words. You will no longer be guided by fear but by love instead. Your ego will have surrendered to love and will be love's tool to help awaken others and spread love to the rest of existence.
beautifully said there, Andrew, and it was nice because I felt that when when I look at my notes, I have some overlap there and similarities. <laughs> Maybe we've just been spending too much time together. <laughs> <laughs> what does identification with the ego actually look like? And I just wanted to get into the nitty gritty of that and we can perhaps give some examples as well. So the first thing is, as Andrew said, believing you are just your character, i.e. your name, your age, your job. And that is typically the answer everyone gives if you were or everyone would give if you were to be asked the question, who are you? Can I ask you that question, Andrew? Who are you? Love. <laughs> nice. OK, cool. You got it. <laughs> Um, and naturally, this is what we are all, we just grow up feeling that way, don't we? That we are these things. We associate so much of our identity with these things naturally. And that that's okay. But what we are saying is you can change that. And when you do, you'll experience so much more love. And I'll get to that in a sec. But another thing was believing the voice in your head is you and we all obviously have that inner roommate as Michael Singer likes to call it in the untethered soul who narrates our lives but who is it that is actually observing that inner voice because the real you is the observer of that voice it's not the voice itself and I think this is why a lot of people could sometimes feel like they're just stuck because they feel like they are that voice in their head and they can't separate themselves from from their thoughts. And that's what's really key here, the ability to separate yourself from from the voice or from the ego. Because when you're able to do that, you're able to not become so engrossed in this story or this narration because ultimately those thoughts that come into your head you can't actually help what thoughts come to your mind can you also ask yourself who is the voice in your head talking to the voice in your head is essentially trying to convince the real you of this of its like negative beliefs and negative worldview of everything negative perspective mm. through the lens of fear it's trying to it's almost lifelong convincing of the real you to believe everything that it's saying yeah and it's it's ultimately often a fear mindset that that voice and it's trying to make you feel safe or it's trying to make you feel more in control about something so it's important I think to not view that voice or the ego as a negative thing I think it can be demonized quite a lot but as you said Andrew we do need the ego that's never going to go away completely the aim is to reframe it I think and to see it as a tool or as you did you say see it as a the sort of character you're playing but know that, that it's not actually the real you yeah like uh, as you do more work on yourself healing yourself 
um, changing, like dropping your negative beliefs and only um, holding truth within yourself, working through all your suppressed emotions, things like that. Um, all the negative self-talk goes away and sometimes your ego will sort of try to creep in but as you become more self-aware you'll notice it immediately and you won't give it any energy or any focus and so the ego barely has a chance to even say its own stuff mm -hmm. um, but what happens instead because you clear your you basically are cleaning your subconscious and cleaning your mind from all the noise that your ego makes you make so much room uh, for firstly silence you will have a period where um, you will be enjoying the silence more and in that silence you'll know who you are and then you essentially become a clear vessel for love to work through uh, and at that point you will start getting quite a lot of information in your mind but it won't be negative self-talk it will be actually really useful uh, information from love that love wants you to know uh, a lot of things through your intuition so that, that I mean that's been my experience anyway where first stage was the busy ego thoughts depressing ego thoughts and then you work on yourself then you have periods where you're in just enjoying the silence in your mind and then you and then it's almost as if love is like okay I can see that you your mind is clear so I'm going to start giving you all this information that's going to help you and help you help others. Yeah, beautifully said. I've had I've had the same thing. Thank you for sharing that. And yeah, it's a lovely point to get to and obviously you still experience those those times where you feel negative thoughts come in more. I know I notice it particularly around certain times of the month, but as you said it's it's a you're able to separate yourself even more quickly there's a shorter gap and you don't become so engrossed in that negative thought pattern another way i i feel like it's easy to be identifying with the ego is when you become so engrossed in your emotions that you can't see through them for example, I know I used to be a very fearful person and I've talked about this on the podcast a bit already. Most of my decisions I would make would be from a place of fear. I really let fear define my actions. And an example was when I was on holiday with friends. Everyone was going kayaking, but I was like, I just said I would stay on the beach and look after the bags because... I was either too scared to leave the bags on the beach in case someone might steal our belongings or I was just feeling, well, and I was feeling self-conscious about my body. So it, it was just easier to stay on the beach where I felt happy and safe and comfortable rather than do something that would um, push me out of my comfort zone. And yeah, so you can see how their fear just prevented me from doing something that I would actually probably have got a lot of enjoyment out of and we met someone recently who said that they feel a lot of anger and she felt that that anger was her or it has become part of her identity and emotions are meant to flow through us and be released but sometimes we hold on to them and they get stored in our bodies sometimes these emotions can even become part of our identity and if they do 
you are not only making it much more difficult to release this emotion, but you're forgetting who you really are. When you attach to these beliefs that you are, your character, your thoughts or your emotions, it can become really difficult to love yourself. Say you're one day you're experiencing a dense emotion like jealousy or fear or anger. You might feel like you're less lovable because you're experiencing something that's undesirable. Or say you're not a desirable age or you don't have a very good job then again you may believe that you are not lovable and that you need to change something in order to love yourself Mm. well that's you know you explain all plastic surgeries you explain all the makeup that women use you explain why a lot of men feel they need to go to the gym Um, you explain all the efforts we make to our hairstyles I mean not me personally but (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know all all the things people like to make themselves seem more confident Um, uh, you might have experienced at work you know people like to make it seem like they really know what they're doing and they're (laughs) you know uh, really capable because we feel like if we just relax because this is all out of fear, you know. So we have to feel we have to do this, otherwise no one's going to pay attention to us, yet alone love us. And it's all, yeah, so it's all out of fear. If we just relax and just be ourselves, uh, we feel like we wouldn't get as much love from others. And to be honest, that's probably true to a big extent. A lot of people, because a lot of people are looking for these surface-level things in order to... Uh, you know, uh, feel like they will pay attention to us. For instance, a classic example, a man won't, may not pay attention to a woman unless uh, if she's not as visually appealing as perhaps a woman that is. That's just, I know that's how men, <laughs> a lot of men function, unfortunately. Um, well, there's similar ones the other way around, isn't there? Yeah. Say, for example, a guy is a bit shorter. Shorter or clearly not wealthy or, or something like that yeah. it seems it seem, so people are put off uh, so people are looking for the image we're all seeing each other for our image we don't really care about what's behind the image and most of us are just looking at each other's image and seeing which one we think is most appealing to us and then we tend to give more of our attention to that so the belief that you won't get as much love from others if you're just yourself that's true however if you are just yourself and you let go of this identification with the ego you'll find love within yourself that you won't care and this will be true love for you and this will be from you and so you won't have to rely on others in order to uh, to feel it you can feel it at any time so no uh, one can take that away from you exactly exactly so it just depends if you're ready for that love if you're ready to let go of um, trying to get love from other people um, in favor of true love within yourself yeah thank you so if you are not your thoughts if you're not your character if you're not your emotions then who are you and i know andrew said love at the beginning 
But do you really feel that yet? There is an observer within you that is the same as everyone else. If you are able to separate yourself from the ego, there's awareness, there's consciousness there. Whatever you like to call it, it's quiet, it's always present, it's peaceful, it's love. When you are able to zoom out and quieten the voice of the ego, this is what you are left with. And therefore, you are left with love. It was always there, this pure state of love. There isn't really a self to love because love is what we all are at our very core. We just have to remember. Well, you had a big experience recently where you came to me uh, afterwards and you said I know you've been saying this all along but I haven't truly felt it on the deepest level uh, for myself until now and you finally understood those words right so we 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 know it's difficult to understand what we're talking about if you haven't felt it yourself what we hope we can do for you is get you intrigued get you intrigued as to what are we talking about and then help guide you to go within yourself and so that you can experience it for yourself. And then hopefully you can message us and tell us, well, you, you guys were right all the time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. No one can tell. Well, people can tell you, but until you really experience it for yourself, then you it's difficult to understand. So, yeah, you mentioned earlier about the ego and we we briefly said about how it's vilified sometimes i think and when people think about meditation they think oh i need to i need to switch off my mind i need to push away my ego i don't want to be thinking i'm supposed to not be thinking any thoughts anymore and i think that's quite a common misconception about meditation so would you just like to share your perspective on that and just kind of maybe help make it clear what meditation is really about yeah so if you go in with the intention of trying to silence your mind or shut off your mind you 100% will not do that uh, you will not be able to because you're essentially fighting with your mind and if you're fighting with it you're giving it energy it's the same with any human on earth if you're trying to fight them <laughs> they will fight you back right um, however if you just observe the person, even if they're angry and spewing a lot of negative talk to you, if you just observe them in silence, don't resist them, just accept uh, that they're saying these things, just observe them, not give them any energy, they soon will calm down and go away. And that's exactly what happens with the ego. So the ego is spewing all this negative talk, sometimes quite intense and loud. But don't go into meditation thing I have to shut off my mind just go in uh, with the intention of just observing observing the thoughts as entertainment um, and just ask yourself what are these thoughts about do they relate relate to the previous thought uh, and then ask yourself what will my next thought be and just wait in anticipation and what these questions do is they help you become aware of the thoughts in your mind and you'll find as you become aware of the thoughts 
the thoughts start to disappear. The gaps between the thoughts start to get bigger. The intensity of the th thoughts start getting smaller. And eventually the gaps of silence will be big enough for you to be able to penetrate with your awareness to see what's beyond the thoughts, what's beyond your mind. And that's when you start experiencing love. But it's a process um, and you can view it as a game. So a game between you and your mind. Your mind's trying to distract you and you're trying not to get distracted or trying not to give it energy. Or you can view it as your ego trying to rile you up, um, trying to get you to invest energy into it. And you are just saying, no, I'm just happy taking back seat, just observe what's going on, but I'm not going to give you any energy. Um, so it's a bit of a, a game. And when you view it as a game, you're not hard on yourself when perhaps you find yourself being caught up in thoughts sometimes. You just think, okay, it's just a game. My ego was winning, but now that I've become aware of it, I've started to have the upper hand in the game. So um, it's important in meditation. This is probably the, one of the biggest things that put people off after trying it a few times is that, oh, it's too hard, or my mind's too busy. It's the classic response. Or, or you know, um, it's impossible, or meditation's not for me. Uh, you know, these classic responses. But if you just sit there, observe, don't be too hard on yourself, treat it as a game, sure enough, you will be able to uh, go beyond the thoughts and mind. And ask yourself... Uh, are these thoughts, are they actually real sounds? Is there someone in my mind making real sounds? Or are these thoughts actually a figment of my imagination? Just observe the thoughts and you'll realize there is no sound. The silence was always there. You've just imagined the sound. And who you are is exactly like this. So silence actually never goes away. Silence is always there. It's just we get distracted by the noise in life. Not just in our minds, but in the outside world. But the si once those noises stop, you'll find that the silence was always there. It was already there. It hasn't gone and then come back. It was always there. It was just masked, you know. It's the same with stillness. Stillness is always there but you get distracted by all the movement in life. So you might, a classic example is uh, when you look in the, at the sky, most of us, pretty much all of us, look at the clouds, right? We get taken away by the clouds, we focus on the beauty of the clouds, and hardly any of us properly focus on the blue sky. Why is that? Because the clouds are entertaining, the clouds have forms, the clouds uh, draw you in and that's exactly what thoughts are thoughts are the clouds in your mind however the real you is the blue sky so the idea is to observe the clouds as they come past but not uh, focus on them so you're you're trying to look at one particular point in the blue sky and a cloud may come uh, into your line of view but you don't get dragged your eyes don't get dragged by the cloud you just still focus on that blue on that point uh, in the sky and eventually the cloud will pass it and you return back to seeing the blue sky that's exactly what it's like I love that visual and actually I just heard a poem recently which was about the sea and how it's exactly the same thing people look at the waves 
and get distracted by the waves but we are actually the ocean yes so the waves could be the thoughts but we are actually the ocean so it's nice that it works both ways and it's the same with um, empty space okay we the great majority of our world here is empty space look around you the great majority of the room you're in or if you're outside the great majority of what you can actually observe is empty space but we get distracted from all that empty space by all the objects by all the people and we never actually observe the empty space but the empty space is you the empty space is the great majority of reality and it's the same in this existence the great majority of reality as verified by science 99.999% of reality is what's known as zero point field and that's the scientific term for it but actually in the spiritual field we'll call it consciousness or love and the rest of it is just light uh, different frequencies of light that makes it seem like things are solid um, the light that's used to create this 3d reality but the great majority of reality is love and without this love scientists have said uh, the at- every atom would just crumble on its own so this love is what actually shapes creation it's what keeps it alive sustains it um, love is the canvas while everything that we see is the painting on that canvas again we get distracted by the painting we don't really look at the canvas but the canvas is the is the great makes the great majority of the picture right yeah it's always there in the background subtle wow you're on fire today these are are really nice examples Um, hopefully one of them will stick to to each person listening (laughs) i do like the visuals though i think that really helps you to put it in perspective and one thing i like doing during meditation if I've got a busy mind and lots of thoughts I like the visual where you picture your you have lots of balloons tied to you and each balloon is a different thought imagine you know the film up they attach all those balloons to the house (laughs) so that they move it imagine you've got all the balloons attached to you and in your mind's eye you can just kind of observe that balloon that thought's there but then you can cut it away and feel like you're almost freeing yourself from that thought as it floats up into the sky what exercise would you like to share with us today well truth is permanent it never changes only lies and illusions can change so with that in mind the truth of who you are must be something that can never change or cease to exist. Therefore, I want you to think of the things you believe make up who you are. And then identify which of those things can change or cease to exist. If it can change or cease to exist, then you know that cannot be who you really are. So, for instance, you can change your name if you want to. Your age changes roughly once a year. You can change your nationality. You can change your job title your body can die, etc. So go through this exercise, crossing things off your list if if they can change or cease to exist and see what you are left with. Nice. Did you manage to find any jokes relating to the ego? Kind of, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you call a superhero with a dentist alter ego? Plaque Panther. <laughs> you know there's a superhero yeah. with Black Panther. You get it. <laughs> For the next joke, uh, just so you know, Bach is a, uh, a 
classical music composer. I love okay. it when you have to get up <laughs> yeah. and introduce something. Just got to make sure as many people get it as possible. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger gets a call from his agent about a feature-length film based around classical music. When asked which character he'd most like to play, he said, I'll be Bach. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite good. Clever. Finally. Oh, wow, it's another one. Yeah, you're welcome. A man buys a pack of cigarettes and the warning label on the pack says, smoking causes impotence. The man gives it back and says, what the fuck is this? Give me the one that causes lung cancer instead. Jeez, <laughs> oh, dark. <laughs> Uh, the relevance is label <laughs> <laughs> nice tenuous link there sometimes I think the the uh, my attempts at trying to link it to the topic are more funny than the, <laughs> the, no. than the actual I agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the exercise though that was really good <laughs> <laughs> well if you've made it this far thank you so much for listening <laughs> It's funny, we have had some people say, keep the jokes, because they, they actually really enjoy it. So, yeah, yeah. thank you for bringing a little humour into the, our lives. Yeah, no problem. It's it's what I love to do. You can laugh about anything. There's always a joke that can be made somewhere. Um, I like making jokes, and I like those who make jokes um, at the worst times, times when people say, oh, you shouldn't laugh. Those yeah. are the times when you... You need it most. Mm. Um, and actually, last night, uh, as I was playing football, I was playing football against one of these teams, funnily enough, that were full of egos. <laughs> um, anyone who's played football knows they're those are the least enjoyable matches. But anyway, I was kind of like making jokes and they were like, oh, well, that's not funny, is it? And I was like, well, I enjoyed it and that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's how you just have fun, even when surrounded by mm. such strong egos and, and darkness and denseness and those who are trying to rile you up. And actually, that that's a good point to make, actually, with your ego. Um, your ego is trying to make you feel dense all the time and negative and depressed. And you can have jokes with it all the time. Like, I, that's how I... One of the tools I've used, actually, against my ego is like... <laughs> just like, oh, what are you so depressed about? <laughs> or something like... Or just kind of like make a joke about it or just kind of like <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a bit of a depressing worldview isn't it <laughs> or uh, lighten up or something like that just uh, just trying to like talk to your ego in a humorous way and just say why are you so fearful of this like, mm. this, this is literally the most peaceful environment why are you trying to <laughs> make me scared of something that's not even there so um just just see the humor in it and use the humor use the joy to defeat the negativeness <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of, of the ego. I had a similar thing this morning, actually, where one of my workshops online, someone had given it a one-star rating because <laughs> they couldn't join the meeting um, by the link. So I just managed to see the funny side of it because he's rating a meeting that he didn't even attend because he wasn't sure how to join the meeting it's like oh gosh <laughs> it's good to see the the funny side of it because I had actually asked in that meeting no I'd set the intention to the universe that I 
I'd like to release the need for others' approval. And hilariously enough, straight after the meeting, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm giving a, given a nice little challenge to not need everyone's approval. Yeah. So yeah, you can see the funny side of it. On New Year's Eve, I'm doing a New Year's Eve intention setting workshop where we're going to be doing lots of fun activities you're going to review 2023 and you're going to set some intentions for 2024. And we're going to do all sorts in between to release what's no longer serving us, have a look at what our North Star, our life mission is, and then align our intentions to what we want to do in our life mission. So it's going to be a really fun workshop. I think that time of year is such a great time to think about what you really want. It, I know everyone always feels like they have a bit of a fresh start in the new year and I know you hate that but because <laughs> why not have that fresh start all the time? You don't necessarily need to be new year but there is something special about it. When we come together and do it in a nice group setting I think it's really encouraging as well. So um, I will share the link to that workshop in the show notes and talking of meditations actually I just wanted to mention that you've got some nice meditations haven't you Andrew where's the best place for people to get those meditations well I've got guided free meditations on my website uh, under spiritual guidance tab uh, and click on free guided meditations but if you wanted um more ones on top of those ones maybe more advanced ones uh, you can subscribe uh, you can purchase a subscription on my website the lowest tier is just five pounds a month and you get access to exclusive content including uh, some more advanced meditations uh, some my tai chi routines uh, and i also do a monthly group video call for all subscribers uh, one call every month where I discuss a different topic each time um, that's the first segment of the call the second segment is a Q&A with all all the listeners so you can ask me anything about anything and then the final section is a meditation at the end and it's a different meditation each time so it's only five pounds a month for the basic one uh, I would encourage you all to join I would love to see you all there uh, we can have a nice chat. It would be lovely to just talk and, and meet a lot of you. Um, but there are other tiers of subscription as well. So um, the next tier uh, includes everything of the basic one, but also you get a free spiritual guidance session every month. So that's a one-on-one -on -one session with you. Yes. And then the, ne the third tier, the highest tier, you get a one-on-one -on -one guidance session, a one-on-one -on -one healing session, as well as all the exclusive content of the basic subscription as well. What sort of healing sessions do you offer? There's two main healing sessions you can have, either a chakra healing session with me or any of the healers that I've uh, personally trained. Or if you're willing to drive to us in Gloucester, then you can come to our house and we can. I can do a shamanic healing session on you as well. Yeah, they are so good. So, so good. What did you do the group call on this this month? Because people seem to really enjoy that one. Yeah, there's a difference between ego joy and soul joy. And we're, we're talking about how 
you get such emotional, intense emotional ups and downs throughout life. And I was talking about how to navigate through those and not get caught up in the roller coaster ride of it all. Uh, that the ego craves so much. It loves the the drama and the intense emotional ups and downs. However, when you detach from the ego, then you don't experience those uh, in that intensity, and you just feel that a more peaceful, gentle um, state of love. But I won't say any more than that. If you want more, then uh, subscribe. <laughs> yeah, it's quite relevant to what we've been talking about today, isn't it? But yeah. just get some further tools and guidance from you. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, if you go on my website, there's so much stuff on there. <laughs> I've been <laughs> kind of, I guess, quietly uh, yeah. putting out over the past three years. So honestly, there's enough in there to to sort you out for, <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you for listening. And thank you for existing.